Genesis 32. I'm going to be rather brief this morning. Like I said, we're going to divide everybody up into teams and all that stuff at the end. So I'll it's going to be a, a quick lesson this morning. But Genesis 32, starting verse number 22. The Bible says this, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two woman servants and his eleven sons and passed over the forge Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for today. I ask that you would add your blessing to your word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Jacob, this is, this is the place in the Bible where Jacob's name is changed to Israel, where Jacob becomes blessed. And it's interesting, just as you think about, first of all, the changing of his name. His name Jacob means supplanter or deceiver. And I don't, you know, I know that there's kids now that are named Jacob, and I don't think that their parents named them that because they thought they would be a deceiver. I know all of those things. But the fact is, in the Bible times especially, the meaning of a name, the, the, the names had meaning, and their meanings were significant. And that's why oftentimes they got the names that they did, is because of, that, because of what they meant. You see that Jesus, you know, throughout the Word of God, you see that God illustrates that by telling us what these names mean, or that he was named this because of this, or named that because of that. And so here, he's named supplanter deceiver, and we know that he stole the birthright from Esau, or, or, or bought it from him. Esau sold it to him. And uh, so it, he had that reputation of being a deceiver, and then you see that when he went to Laban, and he was working for Laban, and wanted his wife, and he said, if you work for me for seven years, I'll give her to you. He worked seven years and ended up with the other sister, and he got deceived himself. The deceiver was deceived. And then he worked another seven years after Leah for Rachel, got his wife Rachel, and then they had 11 sons, and he's on his way back home after being gone for 20 years. He was running from Jacob or from Esau when he left. He was gone for 20 years, and he comes back, on his way back, he knows that Esau is coming to meet him. He sends his wives and kids and all that stuff over, and he's by himself. And as he's alone, he wrestles that night all the way, it says, till the breaking of the day with the Lord. And the Lord touches his thigh and makes him so that he... he essentially injures him, gives him a a, a physical ailment, but he continues, even through that added difficulty, to wrestle with the Lord. And he says, let me go in the morning. He says, I won't let you go unless you bless me. 
And so he changes his name from deceiver to the name Israel, which means prince with God. He went from being a supplanter or a deceiver to a prince with God. And the reason that that happened for Jacob is because he wrestled all night with the Lord. Not, again, I I have a brief time this morning, but I could give you a lot of times in my life, illustrations of times in my life that I've wrestled with God. And sometimes it's been because I didn't want to do what he wanted me to do. Sometimes, just, just in the last two weeks, I had something that came up that I had a very, very serious matter, not a bad thing, but something that I just needed God's direction on. A decision that had to be made and I needed God's direction and I spent time, you know, my wife and I spent hours and hours talking about it and praying about it and I wanted God's answer. And I sought counsel on it, I talked to pastor about it, all these different things and trying to decide. And it, it, it came to a point about a week ago that I just, I, I had called Actually, a, a friend of mine that's a counselor that I call that I know can be that can give me an impartial, godly opinion, and uh, he made one statement, and I knew that it was like I, I was waiting. And a lot of times, when it comes to God's will and different things that you're praying about, it's hard, because there's no handwriting on the wall, there's no open revelation. God's not going to just appear to you and say, "Hey, Aaron, do this." Most of the decisions, for the most part, the decisions that we make. We have to make in faith. Pray and trust God and seek counsel and then you make what you believe to be the right decision. And God brought something across my way through talking to that friend of mine that made it very, very clear. And you know, it, I, I kind of, honestly, I felt dumb about it after the fact, after I was talking to him, because we kind of talked it out and we talked for probably an hour and he made one statement And it was kind of like an aha moment for me that said, duh, the decision was already made. The decision was already made and I didn't realize it. But for Jacob, he spent all night wrestling with the Lord. I believe, you know, I'll never forget one of the, probably one of the messages when I was here in college that changed my life and has continued to change my life for the last 20 years has been Brother Hyle's sermon, This Kind. This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And the idea that, oftentimes we say we want an answer to prayer, we want God's answer, we want God's will, we want God's direction, a different thing. But are we willing to invest the time, if it means all night long in prayer, if it means fasting, if it means whatever it takes to get an answer. I believe that God wants to answer our prayers, but I believe that oftentimes God is waiting to see how badly we really want an answer. Jacob wrestled all night long 
But on on this day, he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. He said, I'm not letting go until you give me an answer, until you give me a blessing. All of us, I believe, if I would say, how many of you this morning want to experience the blessings of God in your life or on your family or whatever the case may be? All of us would raise our hand and say, yes, absolutely, of course we do. The question is, how badly do you want to experience the blessings of God? I want God's blessing on my kids. I want God's blessing on my family. I want God's direction. I want God's very clear, uh, you know, guidance for me, for my children, for my wife, for my family, for my ministry. All these things, I want it to be very clear. But the question becomes, how badly do you want it? For Jacob, he had been through a lot. He'd made a lot of bad decisions. He'd done some things deceitfully. He'd done some things wrong, all of those things. He'd been deceived. He'd been 20 years getting to this point. It took 20 years. before, And, and we know that in some areas, when it, if you read the, story, the chapters previous, we know that God did bless Jacob in different ways. With the cattle, when he wanted cattle, and he said to his father-in-law, he said, hey, I need some cattle and he said okay well you take these ones and Jacob did some things again to be a little bit deceitful maybe but still it was in God's hands and God blessed and God provided and God gave him great cattle and the ones that you know the ring straked and the knot and all those different things but it's amazing to see the way the Lord worked but still he had that name and this is that point where he said He wrestled all night with God, and this was a life-changing moment for Jacob. uh, Jacob became Israel because of his determination to be blessed. He said, I'm not leaving here. I'm not letting go. I'm I'm not quitting until you bless me. Sometimes we as Christians get this idea that God almost plays favorites and God kind of just goes across the room and he says, aha, this, I'm going to bless that guy right there. You guys right there, and I'll forget you over here. Yeah, you get a blessing and you don't and you do and you don't. God blesses for different reasons and I know his ways are higher than our ways. But I believe with all my heart that God blesses people that will not stop without his blessing. People that beg God and beg God and beg God. I've been praying for a while for a particular situation for probably almost two years. A couple weeks ago. is something that, I mean, this is, this is something that's been very heavy on my heart. I I probably have prayed for this one particular situation more than anything else in the last two years. Something happened this week. Because I've I've been praying for the situation with some individuals and just asking God, God, please work, please work, please work. There's not much I can do. I kind of just have to have my hands off and let... This week... I spoke to one of those individuals and they said something to me that absolutely blew me away. And you know why it blew me away? 
because God answered my prayer and I didn't really expect him to. That's the truth. One statement. It was a, it was a young man that I had been praying for. Several others, but in this particular situation, a young man that I had been praying for and I knew that God was working in his life. And he came to me and he said, Brother King, I mean, this is a kid that for, I believe that God was calling him to ministry. But I'm not God. And he's, he's, I've known him for years and he said, ministry's not for me, I'm going to do something else, da, da, da. He came to me just completely unsolicited about a week ago or so and said, I think I could be an assistant pastor or a youth pastor, but definitely not a pastor. My jaw dropped because I, I hadn't been pushing it with him. I hadn't been asking him. I, hadn't been, I had just been asking God, God, please work on his heart. And he just came and I thought, But we need to decide how badly do we want the blessings of God? How badly, uh, how, how much are we willing to go through to experience the blessings of God? Oftentimes what we want is just God's blessing without any effort on our part. But when God, the, you, you know, when you begin to study words like importunity, and you see the importance of God wanting to see how bad we want things, Look at it. Read your Bible. You see people ask and ask and ask and ask and sometimes years and years and then God works and then God moves and it's better than anything we could have asked or thought. Just a blessing to me. There's, um, we're all supposed to, we all ought to want God's blessings on our lives and on our families. We can have power with God and man just like Jacob did. You and I can have power with God and power with man just like Jacob did. He prevailed for a reason. Jacob prevailed for a reason. He wouldn't quit. He wouldn't quit. That person you're inviting to church, that person you've been trying to win to the Lord, that family member you've been praying for, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Say, God, I'm going to keep asking until you answer my prayer. I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep praying every morning, every night. I'm coming back. I'm going to drive you nuts until you just say, fine, just take it. Our kids know how to do that with us. They do. If they want something, what do they do? They keep asking and keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. They'll wear you down. How badly do you want the answers, God to answer your prayer? Let's pray, and then I'm going to divide us up into teams very quickly. Thank you, Lord, for today. God, I love you. I pray that you would help us to continue to come to you in prayer, to let our requests be made known unto God. Lord, that we might see you work in miraculous ways. I pray that even over these next four weeks, Lord, that you would bring visitors that people have been praying for and working on for months or years. I pray that we'd be able to see people saved. I pray that lives would be changed. I pray that our lives would be changed. Lord, oftentimes we pray for you to work in other people's lives when you need to work in our life first. I pray that you would, Lord, speak to our hearts this morning. Bless our preacher. We love you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.